Welcome to the Wellness for Women show, where we talk about life, weight loss and everything in between. I'm Faye Caseman, founder of the AAA Way Life and Weight Loss Programme, and I'm here to help you put together the pieces of life and weight loss for one last time. This is an episode of the Wellness for Women show, filmed live in the free Facebook group. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode number 81. And today I want to talk about waning enthusiasm in weight loss. And I was talking to a member last week about how we can start our weight loss plans with gusto, of course, and a huge dose of excitement, but then this can sometimes wane. In fact, more often than not, I would say it wanes quite early on. And I want to dive into this topic today to help you to unpick the pieces and ultimately to super sleuth what is going on. So tell me in the chat if any of this resonates. You start off full of beans. This is the time. This is your time. You're feeling super motivated for your new weight loss journey. You're going to do all the things. Um, but then your enthusiasm and motivation starts to dwindle over time as that initial excitement and determination starts to fade away. Maybe you face a challenge or a setback, or maybe you're simply getting bored and thinking it's just too hard. Other times, maybe life gets in the way. You've maybe had a dose of ill health, a change of routine or your life circumstances. And maybe just lose focus and start to prioritise other things over your weight loss journey. And whatever the reason may be, it's important to recognise that feeling a decline in motivation is normal. And it happens to everyone at some point or even several points throughout your journey. But how do you overcome the slumps? How do you revive that initial excitement and keep yourself committed to your journey? And the key lies in understanding why your enthusiasm has fizzled out in the first place. So the truth is your weight loss journey isn't always going to be smooth. I'm afraid it's not. It just isn't. It's not how it works. Weight loss is not linear. There are bumps, there are twists and there are turns. Uh, but this is where the AAA way, my unique process, comes into it because it doesn't tell you to double down. It doesn't tell you to do hard things. It doesn't say increase your willpower, though you can if you really align with this. It, what it does is it gives you the tools that helps you to go inward with love and curiosity to find out what's really going on as you super sleuth the hell out of the situation and your waning motivation that you're experiencing. So what could be cropping up? Well, first thing is about checking in on your beliefs. What resistance do you feel to your weight loss journey as a whole? So if you have any psychological resistance to losing your weight or the process, you will continue to be continually hitting your head up against the proverbial brick wall. And I can help you to super sleuth this without, with, with coaching, either in the membership or one-to-one, -one, or you can hop on the wait list for belief coding as we tackle these beliefs in there at the subconscious level. But let's just touch on a couple of common ones today. Let's just get your get your brains thinking as to what might actually be going on. So one thing could be it could be that you don't believe you can lose weight after years of being on and off diets. This is likely to be a belief that you have after years of trying and failing. Your brain may actually be associating any steps you take towards weight loss to be a danger to the status quo to your safety, to your happiness, as the last time you went on a diet, it didn't work out so well and it probably made you feel like shit. 
And this belief is likely to be deeply embedded in your subconscious mind and it will cause resistance whenever you try to make changes and whenever you try to work on losing weight because your brain knows that weight loss will lead to disappointment and to failures. And so it tries to protect you, it tries to keep you safe by keeping you stuck in the same patterns and not trying. Watch out for a episode coming on on trying, a whole episode, I think, on trying after an interesting conversation I had this week. And so it's a slight diversion. I had a, a, a very interesting conversation about it. But ultimately, how do you overcome how do you overcome not believing that you can lose weight? Well, you ultimately have to work on changing that belief. You need to reprogram your mind. You need to un identify the underlying beliefs and fears that are associated with weight loss so that you can ultimately release them and replace them with new empowering beliefs. And again, we can do this cognitively. So in the in the Wellness for Women membership, we take steps. We show up for ourselves on a daily basis. It may not always go perfectly well, but the point is the more that we show up, the more that we actually work and take active steps, the more we start to believe in ourselves. And again, like I say after years of dieting and likely feeling bad about yourselves to boot, it might take a little bit of time, but it is worth the work. You are worth the work and you can lose the weight you want to by taking small baby steps. So again, just talking about resistance, I was talking to another member this week in the um, dedicated members group. We're talking about resistance and how she'd actually identified that she'd got some resistance to taking small steps. You know, she was a, a, a very, a, you know, all very impressive women. And she's like, I want to do big action, whereas I advocate micro steps with love. But and the thing is, we are all strong, capable women. And let's face it, we are human. And so therefore, we all have a tendency to try and run before we could work, walk even, not work. <laughs> but if we put this into the context of our dear brain, who thinks that weight loss is a danger to us, taking some kind of big, bold action, even though you are more than capable of taking said big, bold action, like we tend to have a tendency to try and do when we start on a weight loss journey, it can give our poor brains a bit of a cardiac, which can then lead to overeating, it can lead to sabotage, and it can lead to that enthusiasm waning. So one way to overcome this resistance is to slow things down, soothe the nerves, reassure yourself, and give yourself extra time and grace and patience, and just give your brain a chance to catch up, to catch up with the new programme. Another classic belief that you might have is that you think that weight loss is hard. And if you think that weight loss is hard, it will be hard. <laughs> Easier said than changed, right? But let's think about this logically for a second. You have, if you're anything like I was, a personal internal ledger of all the times you tried and failed at weight loss. You perhaps did try some absolutely gruelling and restrictive weight loss methods or fitness regime. Who hasn't? So really, is it any wonder that you didn't sustain them because they were pretty harrowing, right? However, each time you tried something big and bold like that, 
and then had to take a step back as the system probably wasn't right for you, it will have left its mark in your brain. And I literally heard this the other day that there have been actual studies on people's brains that show that negative experiences literally leave a mark or a dent on our brains. But when we work on our beliefs and we start to change those beliefs, it shows that these dents start to fill back out again. Now, I should say here for legal purposes, probably, that I am clearly not a neuroscientist or suitably qualified to discuss that kind of thing. But I think it's really interesting and it just makes logical sense. So now your job is to try and reverse the effects of all those years of trying the hard things that didn't then work out. And the best way that I have found to overcome this is to work on making weight loss easy. And so there's a section in the members daily planner that I give them that says, I choose to keep today fun and easy, bye. And I put that there for a reason, to give the members an opportunity daily to make it easy, to find the joy, as this is then telling our brains, this is all good, we've got this. This is actually easy, we're, we're, we're fine, we're, we're good. And we also assess our days and we make sure that we look to do that with love and curiosity. Again, there's a celebration piece in there. There's a piece in there about celebrating our daily wins, the things that went well. And this again is then positively reinforcing to our brain that we have damn well got this and it is actually easy. Another belief that you might have, an underlying, a real deep-seated one, that you're not really willing to do what it takes to lose weight. Oof, that one could pack a punch. Now, you might be thinking, of course I am. I want weight loss. I want weight loss really, really bad. Like, I've never wanted anything in my life. I've wanted this. I've wished for it for years and years, that I could just drop these pounds, that I could get into that dress, that I can, in whatever your personal desire is, include that there. The thing is, cognitively, we will say this. Of course we do. Why would we Why would we not want to do the thing that we think is actually going to be really beneficial to us? And like I said, you, may, you might even feel that you have to do this. You know, you might feel that there are internal or external pressures. But do you really want to do what your brain currently thinks you have to do? Is the question. Or is your subconscious, again, the little girl at the back, having a major tantrum? saying, I don't want to, I don't want to, you can't make me, as she sort of sticks out her tongue, <laughs> this vision of this little girl in the back of my head. And, you know, this could come up for a, a number of reasons. Maybe you have an inner rebel. This is definitely one that I've been exploring more on a subconscious late level lately, and it has been fascinating. Maybe you've been conditioned to think that certain desires are not acceptable or realistic, and your subconscious is challenging those beliefs. Or perhaps there is a deeper fear or an insecurity holding you back from pursuing what you truly desire. But ultimately, exploring these subconscious patterns can be both enlightening and empowering because it allows you to peel back the layers to uncover your true authentic desires. And of course, it's important to remember that these desires can evolve. So even if you have got some resistance coming up there, this can all be worked through. Because ultimately changing your relationship with food for lasting transformation, it's not a diet and movement plan. It's a journey of self-discovery that requires reflection, questioning and realignment with who you really are. And I'd like to say that I've, you know, I want to offer you the keys and I want to give you the roadmap to help you to do this. 
There are many other things that could be coming up for you, which is why this is such a personal journey and why you have to look at yourself as a whole unique human being and why there's no one size fits all. And you ultimately have to super sleuth it with the right support in place. So just listening to those three, let me know in the chat which one of those, if any, apply to you or maybe it's all three. The other thing that can come up is you can have process problems. Sometimes this problem is more about the process that you are adopting. And one of those could be unrealistic expectations. So a common roadblock is, again, this pressure of or the, the unrealistic expectations that we can have that then create a pressure. So many of us, again, when we start on this weight loss journey, you know, we set these grand goals. We secretly wish for and expect instant and significant results. And when life doesn't mirror our vision, frustration can set in. So, for example, in my journey, I averaged, I only averaged about only, see, there's a word there, I only averaged half a pound a week loss. Now, for many, and certainly for me at the start, that wasn't enough. I was not happy. I was not a happy bunny with that, that rate of loss. But realistically, I could have gone a lot faster. I could have made a lot more level ups, but that's not what I personally wanted. And that was my journey. I also, if you've listened to any other episodes, I was struggling with my hormones, still struggle with my hormones, which definitely impacted in my journey. But the point is, I didn't give up. I kept going and I eventually lost a, a significant amount of weight. But I could have very easily given up, but I didn't. And what my journey taught me was patience. And often if you are in a weight loss community or hanging about on socials and people will be posting about big losses. I see it every day. I've lost four pounds. I've lost five pounds. And sometimes, you know, depending on how much you've got to lose, certainly in the start, then you can have bigger losses. But I'd say that that isn't the norm and it's not the norm for most people. And so I would also question these larger losses if they are lost water weight or if it's actually a method, you know, if a method is being used that's truly sustainable. But again, these social pressures that we can have and this desire to lose weight, it can suddenly sneak into the driver's seat, steering us away from that authentic path to sustainability. And that, again, can lead to waning enthusiasm when we're looking at other people and comparing and despairing. So again, in the membership, I would encourage my members to focus on making realistic, doable process goals with a capital R on the realistic. Again, I was talking to a new member this week about the absolute importance of the word realistic, because the membership is all about shifting our beliefs. After years of believing weight loss is hard, treating ourselves badly, we need to show our brains that it is easy and realistic is the key to that. And again, I give them, I give you the mind injury techniques to help you to manage your expectations. So what else can come up process wise? Well, monotony. That's another one. <laughs> I don't know about you, but boredom is a killer. When I was dieting, I felt like I had to eat the same foods all the time, that I wasn't allowed to eat nice foods anymore. Even on the weight loss systems that said you could eat whatever it is that you wanted as long as you counted it. This wasn't really true as the points and the calorie values were often too high. And so, again, I would feel restricted in my choices. And that was a surefire way to find my diminishment find my motivation diminishing and again whatever I started whenever I started a diet I knew it would be coming 
and quickly I would get bored and unmotivated by tasteless bland food and franken food though some franken food's not actually that bad but you know like franken food being you know the the dupes you know so believe me when I say that Weetabix cheesecake is no substitute for cheesecake <laughs> now again if you love Weetabix cheesecake if you want to level up and try Weetabix cheesecake and so you're doing it with love you're doing it from desire and wanting to try things absolutely fine I'm not saying that you've got to eat cheesecake either I'm just saying that it's about finding that balance and if you think that you should or you have to eat these foods in order to lose weight you're going to feel restricted you're going to feel like food's monotonous and you will potentially find your enthusiasm waning so again for me the realistic plan was about literally planning whatever I want and then trying to work on choosing as to whether there were level ups that I could make or if or if there was ways in which to work on my hunger levels and my satisfaction levels so that I didn't then actually eat whatever it was that I put on my plan or I would eat a smaller portion of it but it, I didn't deprive myself in any way shape or form and if you haven't gathered cheesecake is an absolute favorite of mine as is cheese, as is bread, and they did not get cut out of my diet one one little bit. So, but again, you know, when I was losing weight through traditional diet methods, I would try my best to stick to these, you know, the guidelines, which to me, like I say, personally felt like they were strict diet guidelines because I was convinced that they held the key to my desired weight loss. But as again, time went on, I just kept feeling trapped in that cycle of uninspiring meals really again of course I might have thought well they're supposed to be healthy for me and I would try and battle through but again I just couldn't last at it and so like I say it didn't mean that you couldn't have these things I say most programs will allow for some kind of balance but what would then happen is is that again this is where you know phrases like treat food and joy food and all that kind of thing come in because when I then would be on a diet and I would have treat food within my allocated points or calories the guilt that I then felt because I was told inadvertently being told that these were were bad and this is why again we work on letting go of good and bad food again this all created resistance it's all created a rub in the process that meant that I wasn't enjoying it it's not what I wanted to do I didn't want to do as I was being told and so of course now I've gathered a lot of awareness through my own journey about me my habits and how I work and you can have those discoveries too so the next one the other another form of resistance could be the incorrect program so linked a little bit to the last one of course you know for me like say traditional weight loss methods were just not the right programs for me and I would wager if you're listening to this show then they probably aren't for you either when I reflect upon my unsuccessful attempts at following specific programs I just realized that they were never a good fit for me no matter how highly recommended or popular those programs might have been they didn't align with my individual needs and preferences and it became very clear to me that there was no one size fits all approach when it comes to achieving weight loss and well-being, which is why, again, the program that I teach is that it's actually about building your own, finding out what works for you and doesn't work for you rather than trying to follow somebody else's rules. You build your own rules. And even then, they're not necessarily rules because I talk about rules in the Schmools rules <laughs> episode, but more loving boundaries. And furthermore, like I say, as I delve, delve deeper into myself and my habits, 
that it became evident that if all I was doing was working on my food and exercise, that that wasn't the solution. There was there was some there was always something missing from those programs. And ultimately, the essential component that was never addressed was psychological factors contributing to the struggles and weight maintenance. And ultimately, the thoughts and beliefs that I had underlying. And if you don't work on those, then you will always continue to to struggle ultimately. We can also have life problems, of course. Life has its way of making itself known, none more so than in a weight loss journey. If something's cracking off in your life, chances are if you are somebody who's had a difficult relationship with food, it will show up in your food. We often turn to food for comfort, for relief, as a way of dealing with stress. Other people turn to other substances, but Um, those of us who've struggled a little bit with our weight will tend to go towards food so again you could have personal or family issues something work related or business challenges financial difficulties or unexpected life events that suddenly or slowly creep up to take your priorities away from your weight loss program and as you find starting to drain your mental and emotional energy again it's going to make it seem difficult to stay focused on your well-being goals And so you're going to start to find that there will be some actual practical barriers to overcome and it can start to feel hard again. And in which case, that's again where you will start to find your motivation, your enthusiasm starting to wane as your dear darling brain will again be trying to protect you. It will start to whisper in your ear and say things like, I don't have time. I have too much going on. I can't afford it. Now, there may, of course, be some actual truth in these statements, but they can be very deceptive, all again designed by your brain inadvertently to keep you safe. But in a case of but it's a case of trying to seek out and spot any bullshit that's going on there. So a life problem, let's say, could be time. So most of us can feel pretty poor, time poor at times. We're busy women juggling numerous responsibilities and often it can feel like there's never enough time to dedicate to our well-being. Uh, I know this comes out of my mouth on the regular and I would bet that it is one of the most common excuses we can have and it just rolls off the tongue and often we don't give it a second thought. But is it really true? Sure, you have going things going on in your life, some of which will be critical, some out of necessity, some out of perceived necessity, some born out of desire, and sometimes we're just wasting it. And ultimately, your relationship with time as a busy woman is likely something that will need a bit of work on too, just as much as your beliefs around weight loss itself and the processes. And ultimately, time is not necessarily the roadblock our brains would like us to believe it is, more of a hurdle that we need to seek to try and leap over with some grace. So sometimes you may trip and fall. I know I sure would if I was actually trying to do real hurdles, but it could be funny to watch, I guess. But there is often many workarounds. So I actually recently put an exercise together for one of my one-to-one clients of mine about time. So drop me a hashtag time if you want to grab them get your know how you can uh, grab that and when I come around to putting it on the podcast I'll link it in the description but the reality is that we have the same amount of hours per week and sometimes it's about how we choose to spend them and where our attention goes our energy flows as the saying goes and I for sure continue to strive to make time in my week for the things that are important for me And it also doesn't have to be a lot. We can usually just find a few minutes in the day to take a few small action steps. And a lot of actions we actually need to do for weight loss don't really take any more time than not taking them sometimes. 
and you could also check out episode 21 which was all about time we can also have too much going on emotionally and of course boy this one again could seem a bit challenging and believe me I'm not trying to knock you down or trying to say here that whatever it is that you've got going on is not important or that you're not going through some shit right now but it merely is a little challenge with love to say to check into yourself check in with yourself and find out if you are finding yourself that you're saying that you've got too much time going on again is that really true because sometimes when we are working on whatever it is that's going on in life then you'll find that again the food follows and again this is the thing with the triple a way method it doesn't just help with weight loss you can use the method for anything can any problem but some work on yourself is obviously still going to be required so again I challenge you with love on this one as I've witnessed myself and others go through it's very similar but what actually happens is is that we then don't work on ourselves at all and we can end up in a worse place overall and of course if this happens we can still treat ourselves with love and compassion and move forward but it was definitely one of my biggest takeaways is that we get to choose what thoughts we listen to we get to choose who we want to be to go and to decide you know what is important to us and what we can make time for so I'm going to start to wrap up in conclusion you know we've taken a deep dive into the possible reasons that you're waning your enthusiasm may be waning in your wellness path we've experienced this at some we've all experienced this at some some point but it's not the end of the road in fact it's often just the beginning of a deeper exploration Again, I've talked about some common beliefs and situations that could be holding you back. So let me know in the chat which ones of those resonate with you. And again, just remember that you are absolutely worth working on all of these things and shifting these beliefs. And I would in invite you to reflect on this show, reflect on what what things are coming up for you, what resonates for you, what what's been affecting your enthusiasm affect infecting or affecting either way your enthusiasm and how can you begin to address it and just remember that your wellness journey is deeply personal and you need a unique path so look to start building your own way through because it is a journey of self-discovery and I'm here to support you every step of the way should you wish to take up on it whether that be joining the membership one-to-one -one, whatever works for you and I hope you found today valuable and be sure to check out the comments section for how you can get your hands on um, various freebies how you could work with me if you wanted to and of course other episodes of this show and that I'm going to love you and leave you for now and I will see you all next week Bye for now. Thanks for listening. And don't forget, if you want to boost your life and weight loss the AAA way, check out the relevant links for today's show in the description. Speak soon.